How to be heard when your employees aren't listening. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization. Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Hi, Rory. Hey, Paul. It's glad glad to be here, my friend. I'm glad you're here, too, and we're going to talk about coaching and uh, and listening. Right. You said something interesting. For all of our podcast listeners, this is a little off-the-air thing you said. <laughs> He said, coaching is, is the real communication skill uh-huh. of listening. It is. Yeah. And really, coaching is just a communication skill. I mm-hmm. mean, we get so caught up in the coaching model and all of that, but it's a communication skill. It's a great way to resolve conflict, uh, even if you're, not, if you're just working with somebody that's not an employee or not a team member. You can use this to resolve issues uh, at restaurants. I've used it at restaurants. Mm-hmm. You know, you just listen to people. What do you need? What are you looking for? And uh, when the maitre d' can't see this, and I said, hey, we can do that. And I talked about that in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just really a communication tool. And, and you found it's more effective than other type of uh, focuses. It is, yeah. I think there should be, you should teach salespeople this because it's a great sales tool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a great tool to communicate with other human beings. You know, listen first is the mantra of coaching. And if you do that, then you can find out what's important to them and can we come to a solution uh, that works. So how should we hear, how should we be heard when the employees aren't listening? Well, there's Mr. Real- Roland. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so you've so got, today, absolutely. No, no, no. Um, but this is a, this is a great question. And there's basically three ways, three reasons people aren't listening to you as a manager. And what? what that? <laughs> there's three reasons people can I listening. do that joke once or twice? <laughs> you can. What? You can do I that. Didn't hear you. Okay. you can do that several times actually. Okay. But but one of the there's three reasons why people aren't listening to you. Number one, you've made it all about you. Mm. And we've all worked with people who we know that they make it all about them. Yes. And it's it's not about the team. It's about them. And people sense it. And I I don't know if I've seen anything where a team bristles more than one of their team leaders is it's all about them it's about um i'll give you an example of this i saw somebody recently that you know they were involved in you know a leadership role and it's all about them it's about the size of the office it was about making sure their title was you know on the on the door all of it was all about them it wasn't how can we help you know how could they as in a leadership role help the team it wasn't about how can they as a leadership role make the team better it was all about them, and ultimately, it ended poorly for them. So, I think I I know what organization you're referring to, but you know when people do that, they mm-hmm. really think they're trying to be clear with what they need and what they want, but they're really shutting everyone down, right? Because it's all about them. Yeah, and it's and and no one wants to be involved in an organization where you know leadership is more about service than it is about being served Mm -hmm. and when you make it all about you then you want to be served you want to be in that role of it's and so people won't listen to somebody like that because they know it's just all about them and that just that doesn't work right right and the other side is the other side the reason people don't listen to you is you're not listening to them totally And, and i say to leaders all the time the more you listen the more you're heard but the more you don't listen, the more you're ignored. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's such an important key. So if you're not, you know, if it's if you, it's all about you or you're not listening, then it's just absolutely natural for them not to listen to you. 
And I can't blame them. I can't, you know, we, none of us would want to be involved or be around somebody who's not listening to them. And so um, we've got to make sure that we find out what's happening. We get some feedback from our folks. Do they feel listened to or they feel heard? Um, I actually have a, a, a coaching uh, survey, and I would do it free for folks. And basically the way it would work is if they want me to do it for them is, uh, you know, have, we have that manager evaluate themselves. We ask their employees to do the evaluation, and then they send, you know, they send us results. We do it on SurveyMonkey and then have the employees evaluate that manager. It's a 20-question survey, 20 questions for the manager, 20 questions for the employees. And then what we'll do is we'll, we'll uh, measure them against our national average. So we've got you know, all kinds of managers out there that we've surveyed, and so we've got a trend line or a, or a mean, mm-hmm. an average of all the managers. So then you could ask yourself the question, are you above or below that mean? And then you know, I could give you an analysis of what do you need to do in order to fix it. Yeah. So wow. it would be a great tool for folks. So to find there out if go. they There's really— There's a little gym for you folks. That's a, a, a free gym, a free gym. And then here's a great uh, concept right here. And are you focused more on the score and not the game? And I think that's really critical. You know, where managers walk up to somebody and say, you know, why aren't you hitting your goal? Rather than focusing on them and how they're performing or how they're doing and how they're working. Um, There's a great image, uh, a great YouTube video. The The idea will come to me in a second. It's about Brad Stevens when he was the coach of Butler. Right. And He's mentioned this before. Absolutely. And it's such a great concept of that moment where he's not focused on the score. He's focused on the game. He's focused on his players. He's focused on how they do that. And, and, it, and the remarkable thing is the score was irrelevant to him. It was, are you doing your best? And are you being a team player? And are you being part of the team? Winning or losing was not important to Brad Stevens. If you do everything else well, the score takes care of itself. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's such an important key as a, as a leader, not be so focused you, on the scoreboard. You know scoreboard. where I've seen this go awry a lot is in sales environments mm-hmm. where there's always contest and it's how many prospects can you bring in or how many presentations have you done or whatever it may be. Right. When in truth, the game is satisfying your customers and growing your business. It's not these other things that are basic to the task, of course. Right. And you got to be good at it, but Mm -hmm. it it throws you off what your total focus is. Absolutely. Uh, And I I cannot tell you the number of times I've seen, uh, you know, CEOs tell me, well, I want my folks to sell faster. Whoa, 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 Uh whoa. It's not about selling faster. It's about selling deeper. Because the organization that I see that really grow they sell deeper. They help their client grow their business or they mm-hmm. help their client find new markets or they help their, their client do this. And so then when you, when you help your client grow, then guess what? That gives you greater opportunities to grow too. Mm-hmm. So it's about relationship. It's not about numbers. And see, I've never seen an organization yet find a good way to measure the depth of the relationships of their salespeople. That's really where it happens. Yeah. When you've got that relationship that is so, and also for managers, and that's why this, the survey does give you a sense of that for managers. What's the relationship you have with your employees? Are you really using the coaching model or not? And if you're not, then what do you need to do in order to get to that coaching model uh, to be better? So, so I you love focus on the game. And, and you probably, as a coach, need to probably discuss exactly what you think the game is. No doubt. For your group. Absolutely. You know, 
most of, I, I'll give you another example of this. I was talking to a senior executive, and he goes, uh, well, I want us to grow by 11% this next year. Uh, okay. That's a great example of focusing on the score and not the game. Uh, how are your folks going to do that? Mm-hmm. How many contacts do they have to meet, have to have? You know, who, you know, in, in that field of that you're looking for, what potential prospects do you have that can help you do that? Uh, do you have people that are growing the business enough? Do you have salespeople who are so good that they can just produce another 11 percent on top of what you've got there? He just picked a number and said, we want yeah. that. It had nothing to do with, because it will help our organization. It will help our customers in this particular way. Right. It will grow in this particular, will be more appealing to whatever. It was just a number, huh? Right. Just pick a number and we're going to uh, grow that. And and that's a classic example of focusing on the score and not the game. Whereas if you're focusing on the game, how can we block better? How can we play mm-hmm. defense better? How can we play offense better? How can we how can we reach more customers better? How can we deepen that relationship? Where can we help customers grow? Where's their partnerships where both they and we can grow? When you start to ask questions like that, you're focusing on the game and not the score. Yeah. And if you focus on the game and you do it well, guess what? The score takes care that, of itself. That's a great concept. And it's so counterintuitive. Now, uh, I, I like your comments on this as far as um, – when you want to be heard and your employees aren't listening, the the Stephen Covey concept, mm-hmm. seek first to understand and then to be understood. It's really in a very particular order. Right. How, how do you, I, I mean, I think about that as we're mm-hmm. talking about this. How, how have you seen that concept work? That's, I mean, that's the foundation of coaching because, again, it's going back to, the, you know, it's going back to step number one. When you make it about you, the reason your employees aren't listening to you is because you're making it about you. And Mm -hmm. an example of that is I'm going to tell you what I want you to do, and I want you to do it. It's all about your performance. It's all about you as a manager. It's not about them. But when you walk up and say, hey, what are you working on? What are the challenges you're facing? How can I make you how can I make this organization more efficient? How can I help us improve? How can I help us as a team get better? How can we get a sense of synergy? Is there a sense of of holistic approach to what we do so it's one of those and we talked about this last podcast about maybe counterintuitive mm-hmm. if you don't feel like you're being listened to you need to listen better absolutely right it, you because know, it probably is an indicator that you're not being you're not listening very well yeah it's the great paradox it's the yeah. great paradox of leadership the more you listen the more you're heard and that is yeah. so bizarre to think of it that way mm-hmm. but you know you know people in your life who are just great listeners yes and you get you instantly get a connection with them and they really are get involved in what you're talking about and they really absorb that and when they do that you've got that connection and there's there's that and that's what was also the idea behind Stephen Covey's book, The Speed of Trust. Mm-hmm. You know, when you truly trust someone, you don't have to have a contract. You don't have to have all, you know, you don't, as Van Halen did at the end of his contract, the green M&Ms, you know, the classic right. green M&Ms at the end of his contract. And I just didn't find out until a couple of years ago why he had green M&Ms in his contract. And the reason oh, being is, us. yeah, well, this yeah. is a great story. It, 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 he had green M&Ms because he had such an incredibly complex contract and his equipment was so big and they had to be able to fit through certain doors. Interesting. So he had to make, so the early part of the contract is how big are the doorways? How big, you know, rather than having to hire hundreds of people to bring the stuff in piecemeal, could we bring it in with a forklift through doorways that are this big? Cause they had trucks that were this large. Uh-huh. So he had this incredibly complex contract. So they knew if they walked into the venue and they saw a jar of green M&Ms, because back in those days, you just couldn't buy green M&Ms. You had to actually sort them out. So you had mm-hmm. to buy several.
several bags and have somebody sort them out, which is absurd. But if they went through that much trouble to sort out the green M&Ms, they knew that probably everything wow. else in the contract was taken care I've of. I've never heard that before. That's a great story. I love that story. Yeah. But that's, because, because it's it's turned into urban legend of aren't these rock stars crazy? Right, and aren't these rock stars just all self absorbed divas? Which I can't argue with that yeah, either. I'm not going to defend. Are. I'm not going to defend them there. Right. But the other side of the coin is they did that before an incredibly good business reason. Uh-huh. And so you need to be doing things for an incredibly good business reason. If your people aren't listening to you, it's probably because it's all about you. You're first, and you're not listening to them. And then you may, in fact, be focused more on the score and not the game. And that can really harm you as a manager. So I've just got a number of, you know, kind of questions here that you can ask an employee to help work with them and to get them going better. So um, one of the questions you can ask is, is there anything you've been telling or been trying to tell me that I've not been hearing? And be quiet and listen. Um, And that's going to be an incredibly difficult question. Yeah for an ego-induced, let's-get-it-done mindset mm-hmm. because there are probably things that people have been trying to yeah. tell them and they haven't asked. Right. And I think that's a, such an important question. And uh, when you ask a question like that, they may answer you. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Be prepared for that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, you need. Oh, <laughs> that makes me grimace just to see those people yeah. out there they are doing that, right? That's another one. But let's say that you're working with an employee and you're giving them, you know, you're, you're, you're communicating with them and that you don't feel like they're listening or that they're not really understanding you. Then shift the gear and ask them questions so that you become the listener and the more you listen, the more you're heard. So another a great question is, okay, let's say you assign somebody to, you assign a task to somebody. And this is a great example of this when I was a kid uh, working at a factory when I was a kid. And this manager gave me a task, and I completely went way off course. I mean, I just never even came close to what he was doing. And But he didn't lose his patience. He didn't get angry or anything. He just came back and told me how to do it again. But if he would have done this, because I truly wasn't listening, if he would have done this, he'd have said, what is your understanding of the task I've given you? That would be a great way to approach this. Or if he said, what is your perception of my expectations of you, which is absolutely my favorite question of yeah. all is what is your perception of my expectations of you? You know, what do you, what do you think I want you to do? Um, another great question is you could ask them as you give them a task or something like that and you feel like they're not listening. How does that sound to you? How does that sound like to you? So it gives them the opportunity to respond to it and, 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 and deal with it. Um, you know, another great question is, okay, I've given you this task. What are you thinking? Um, what does that feel like to you? You know, what would you do or how would you handle this? Mm-hmm are also great questions you can that you can do. And, and so if people aren't listening to you, stop, ask them questions, and listen to them. Because the more you listen, the more you're heard. And so I'm going to cover those questions again, because I think it's just so, so yeah. incredibly important. You know, you're giving them a task, and you say, what is your understanding of this task? What is your perception of your expect? What is your perception of my expectations of you? I think this is a great question. I was working with a CEO recently, and this happened twice with both CFOs who were not uh, following the the job description or doing the job the CEO wanted. And so the CEO says, "How do I how do I make sure they're listening to me?" And the question I asked him is, "Ask them this question." What is your perception of my expectations of you? Because then as a CFO, they've got to be able to describe what they're up to and what they're working on. How does that sound like to you? What are you thinking? What does that feel like to you? What would you do in this situation? And how would you handle this scenario or how would you handle that situation? 
And and if you ask those open-ended questions, you're going to uh, get a great response, which is much different than I see some managers do this. They give somebody a task and they say, do you understand? Closed in the question. <laughs> Closed in question. And you're an employee. How in the bejeebers mm-hmm. do you say anything other than yes? I mean, it, it, it's yeah. not only a closed question, it's it's a binomial question. You've got, mm-hmm. you, boom, you've got to make this choice. That's right. You can't do anything else. And mm-hmm. it's like, and then they wonder, well, they didn't do the task right. Well, you didn't ask the right questions. You didn't ask the right, you didn't get connected to them. Mm-hmm. You didn't build that relationship. Well, he said he understood. Well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> If I had a nickel for every right. time a manager has said that, I'd be a bazillionaire. Yeah. Well, he said he understood. Why doesn't he understand? Why is that listening? Yeah. And and the reason employees don't listen is, number one, it's all about you. Because the manager is so focused on the task, they're not focused on the individual. And your job is to get both the task done and build your people. And if you're just focused on pa- task, they recognize you're not trying to build them. And they don't you don't care about them. And then you know, you aren't listening either is another great reason why people don't feel heard. Mm-hmm. And then you're focused on the score and not the game. And the game is how do we build relations with our customers? How do we get better at as a team? How do we build solidarity as a team and not how many widgets we produce this month? We can produce, and with all of my clients I've done this with, when we focus on how to build team and morale and build efficiencies and we focus on the customer, and we focus on how to do our job better, guess what? The score improves. Yeah. But if we focus on just getting out 11 more widgets or 12 more widgets or, or growing the organization by 11%, guess what? We fail yeah. because they're focused on the score and not the game. And I think those are the critical factors of being successful. If um, someone wanted to focus on the game and they wanted to listen to you, sure. how would they get a hold of you? Yeah, or if they wanted me to <laughs> come in. And, and, and I've had lots of uh, folks say, hey, Rory, come in and take a look at our organization and how we can get it better. And or they want to, ta- or they want to take you up on the on the manager survey. Absolutely, if they want to take me up on the manager survey, they can contact us through RoryRoland.com. So it's R O R Y R O W L A N D dot com. They can get my contact information there. We've also got Coaching Manager University. That's CoachingManager.University, and uh, we have uh, our website up there, and they can contact us there. And it's just a great way to continue this discussion. All right, great topic tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you, my friend. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Rowland. For more information and content, visit RoryRowland.com.